0: Welcome back to The Tri Podcast. I'm so glad y'all are here. Just a reminder, this is exactly where God wants you to be. Today, I'm going to share a story about my youngest son and how God met us in this season and he comforted us while we were waiting. At nine weeks old, our son Camden tested positive for RSV. He was having some breathing problems at home, so I took him to an urgent care and was told that we needed to waste no time in getting over to the hospital. So after a quick trip home to get daddy and get grandma set up with the older boys, my husband, Cam, and I were headed to the hospital. Looking back now Over six years later, it all happened so fast. Like, I don't even know that my husband and I realized how bad things were as we rushed over to the hospital. We were just doing what we were told. When we arrived at the hospital, it was made very clear, very quickly that things were not going well for Camden. He was struggling to breathe on his own. And honestly, as parents, it was so brutal to watch. For those of you that don't know, RSV is a respiratory virus that infects the lungs, and it can be life-threatening in people of all ages, but the younger kids seem to get hit the hardest, and they're the ones that struggle the most. So we were admitted into the hospital and brought to the pediatric ICU floor Pretty quickly, my husband and I had to decide whether or not we were going to have our son sedated or if we were going to keep him awake as the doctors and the nurses worked on fighting the infection. This is just not a choice you want to have to make for your baby that is just barely two months old. We decided to have Cam sedated so that he wouldn't be afraid of all of the new faces and equipment and machines and things that were happening around him. So Cam was put on the BiPAP machine, which is essentially a ventilator that the doctors use to push air into his lungs. His nose had to be regularly suctioned out, and we had around-the-clock care from doctors and nurses and respiratory therapists. I couldn't even help the doctors with holding Camden while they were doing their work. I remember so vividly my dad would come and visit, and just watching him hold Cam while the doctors did what they needed to do, And I just felt so helpless because I couldn't handle what was happening to my sweet baby. It was just so painful to watch. You know, the floor that we were on in and of itself is a dark floor to be on at the hospital. You're talking about high-risk kids and high-risk situations. And there's a lot of worry and fear and anxiety from loved ones on that floor. Right off the bat, the hospital is super strict about who can visit in this area. You have to name your couple of people, and then those people can't be changed out for new guests. We happen to have two family members who work at the hospital One is Morgan, and you'll hear more from her in a future episode of the podcast. She is one of my best friends from childhood. My kids call her Aunt Momo. Um, She's just really been a big part of our life. And then we have my cousin Joe, who married my cousin Ashley and, again, has just really been an instrumental part of our tribe. A lot of times we don't realize how important our tribe is until we're in a situation where we're completely helpless. So being at the hospital and seeing Morgan and having Joe there, just those family members on staff on a daily basis, that had a profound impact on my husband and on me and our mental health and it helped with the level of love and care that we were receiving from the hospital. These days that stretched out were really heart-wrenching as parents. We were in a season of waiting and it was all very unknown. So my husband and I decided that we were going to trust God and His healing and his timing, everything just felt so out of our control, but we had our faith and the promise that we serve a God who's always in control. And when I think about this season of waiting and being in the hospital and trusting God, I think of Habakkuk from the Bible. Habakkuk was called by God to watch and to wait, but he also cried out to God when he didn't understand why God would allow certain things to happen. When we hear from Habakkuk in the Bible, he is in complete anguish over the sin and the destruction that surrounds him, but he still continues to be faithful in his prayers and his consistency in bringing his concerns to the Lord. And God urges us to respond to our trials and our seasons of waiting in exactly the same way. He wants us to cry out to him and he wants our hearts centered on his unshakable character, not on the circumstances surrounding us. For my husband and me, God will always be our firm foundation when the world seems unsteady. And we were able to tap into that reservoir when we were in the hospital. The Psalm that ends the book of Habakkuk is like balm for our soul. It's a reminder that even when we're in a season of waiting, we can lean on the truth of God's character. We don't have to understand the ways or the whys of the things that are happening around us because we can be sure of the character of God's heart. Habakkuk 3 verse 19 says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. What I learned during this season of waiting is that sometimes God reorients our perspective through tragedy. We don't always recognize it, but God is always working in the background for our good. So when we're waiting or when we're suffering or we're struggling or things just seem to be off track, God is still good. Good. He's still faithful and his promises are still true. You know, sometimes we feel like God doesn't hear what we're asking for, but I think what's actually happening is that we expected a certain response or outcome when that wasn't God's plan at all. His ways and his thoughts are so much higher and greater than ours. His dreams and plans for our lives will always be better than what we can imagine for ourselves. So be encouraged today, friends. Remember that if you're in a season of waiting, God wants you to draw close to him. Put your ear right up to his chest and take comfort in a God that will never leave you alone in the valleys. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.